Welcome to Toga in the Morning. I am your co-host, Sasha Kramer. And I'm your co-host, Grisha Kramer. And I'm Björk, omnipresent, omnipowerful, and disinterested. Omnidirectional as well. Ain't that right, Björk? I can go any direction. Um, left down, upright, uh, Even left in. cross. <laughs> yes, very, very deep within. Mm-hmm. Very deep. Yeah. At the quantum level. Yeah, I gotta say, when Bjork moves left cross, it really uh, just disturbs my innards, I think. I get very confused uh, and frightened, and I'm, uh, you know, instantly transported uh, back to a time when I was a, a young boy, and I was holding my mother's hand in a crowded train station, and all of a sudden, my mother wasn't there, and I was just alone, surrounded by strangers. And then Bjork stops moving left cross, and everything sort of... Yes, and I I have made you relive this loop 543 times now, if I'm uh, correct, and you still haven't learned the lesson. So you're going through that loop again at the end of this life. Rest assured. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Bjork. That's my second uh, favorite type of loop. My first being fruit. And third being uh, loop de. Ah, yes. Well, you don't have scoop loops in your dimension, but oh boy. Mm-hmm. We'll soon. Got scientists working on it. Around the clock, Bjork. Our podcast yes. scientists. Yes, your pizza scientists on Earth, sometimes they turn out very, very good things. I we're quite surprised. You're advancing very quickly. Well, uh, with pizza, all things are possible, Bjork. Yes, you're doing so well with no genetic manipulation from us at all. None at all. It's going great. It's all you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You keep saying that. So I'm glad. Thanks for the reinforcement. Every once in a while, my mind wonders, but then you come in with that strong denial, that strong, firm, believable denial. <clears throat> it really helps us not worry about it. That's the best thing about it, Bjork. It helps me You're a welcome. lot. Yeah, I probably worry about it a lot. You know, the idea of being genetically manipulated by some sort of omnidirectional Icelandic singer. Whew. Doesn't bear thinking about. But it's not happening... So that's all fake news. What's not fake news is this podcast. And this podcast is where we review a movie. Grisha, tell the kind listeners out there in Radioland what movie they're going to have to listen to us talk about. Uh, so I was scrolling. You know how Netflix has little um, sort of genre choices. They're like witty, disturbing action film or like gritty crime drama. Um, so I was scrolling through. Didn't even make the airplane. And... Haha. <laughs> I found this treasure. Um, and basically, this is kind of a tradition. When my, when my girlfriend is gone for a weekend, I'll, I'll watch something truly awful that she would never let me watch. Um, and the last time I did this, this is this is a funny story, Sasha. It's 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 got a little of a, the pencil case story kind of like joy de vivre to it. Well, but I'll, uh, I'll be the judge of that. I'll be the judge. I of know. This is a funny story. So. You know, my girlfriend's gone, and I was working at a place where I could get really good organic cream-lined milk, you know? So I get myself a quart of cream-lined milk, and my girlfriend's gone, so I'm watching Chronicles of Riddick 3. You know, peak girlfriend-gone garbage. It's got Vin Diesel. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the only it. thing to say about it. <laughs> you know, he's uh, quickly posed from his role of being in charge of the bad guys. They're just like, you're not in charge of the bad guys. You're alone on a planet. Now. Oh, yeah, that one was good, though. Oh, yeah, that was a fun movie. That was probably the best Riddick movie. And the perfect compliment to the movie was the extravagant meal I made myself 
um, some sort of bachelor abomination, I'm sure, and and this delicious cream-lined milk that I was chasing down while I was watching Vin Diesel just, you know, act his pants off um, and act his shirt off, too, which was the best part. And then His shirt didn't stand a chance. I know. It never does. And, yeah, so I was like, you know, the night ended, the movie was great. And then later, when Roxanne came home, I was like, oh, man, I watched Vin Diesel. I drank this cream-lined milk. you got to try this milk. And I get the milk out, and I put it in front of her, and she's like, that's half and half. (laughs) (laughs) And i got to say, it was delicious, and I regret nothing. Uh, You should just straight up drink half and half with your meals. Or even uh, outside your meals. Really, at all times, yeah. uh, I recommend getting one of those uh, beer can hats from the 80s and just sticking a half and a half in those suckers. You know, you can use, you know, old beer cans that you drank all the beer in, just pour some half and half in there. Boom. Off to the races. I know. Well, I think you were you know? pretty explicit there, so I think everyone has a pretty clear idea of what movie we're watching based on those specifications alone. Yeah. So you want to just jump right into it? Yeah, so, you know, we're watching uh, Dragonheart 4, Quest for the Hearthfire? Heartfire. Heartfire, okay. Hearthfire is really better. Is, is, actual, is an actual thing. Yeah. But this is a so, quote-unquote movie. Um, you know what I was just thinking? Is that if they had just skipped uh, Dragonheart 3 and gone straight to 4, I'm not sure anyone would have known. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have been like, what, but they never made it there when they were just been like, uh, I guess I missed it, whatever, or, you know, <laughs> what the fuck, a four? <laughs> I feel like that might have even happened. It's a, it's a real, like, Windows 10 situation, I bet. I definitely saw the first film in theaters. Do you think we saw it together? That seems, I mean, I hope so. I hope mom and dad weren't just, like, taking you to the movie theaters and leaving me home alone or whatever. Nah, I, I feel like we went with, like, Glenn in Frankfurt. I definitely remember seeing it. Okay. Wasn't Sean Connery's The Dragon? It's great. I remember, and this will factor into our discussion of the fourth Dragonheart movie, but I remember basically, no, I remember like two scenes. There's one scene near the end with like a forest and then there's like a fire and I think like a horse jumps through the fire or maybe all the horses are scared of it, but there's like a battle and stuff. And then I remember a different scene where they, they, like, launch a ballista at the dragon and he pretends to get shot by, like, tucking it under his arm. Um, And that is the extent of my knowledge of Dragonheart and Dragonheart lore. So I essentially came into this with uh, a fresh, you know, clean slate, ready to have Dragonheart 4 just stamped right on there. Yeah, now that you mention it, the the grabbing the spear and tucking it under his arm and pretending to die was... I remember that, and I also remember... uh, when he uh, becomes a star at the end and is is part of a constellation that makes a dragon. He goes into the sky when he dies. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's a thing. They really could have gone with a little bit more I mean, background exposition, you know, for those of us not steeped in dragon heart lore. Because I really just ran into it like we'd all just watched the first two movies, you know. And I was but it a, seems like, a tad confused. Tad confused. I mean, it seems like all you gotta know is like there's a dragon and he's bonded with a king. And, you know, you're the king because you're bonded with the dragon. And that's what's up. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm an intelligent guy. I figured it out. Don't worry, Grisha. <laughs> I was just confused. Um... Yeah, and so let me say the reason I forced Sasha to watch this garbage movie is because although it was, you know, Dragonheart 4, which no one in their right mind should be watching, um, I felt that, you know, like Dragonheart 4, it doesn't have a great budget. The CGI dragon looks embarrassing for 2014 or whenever the hell this was made. But I felt like the director and cinematographer were, like, really super good. So it was, like, watching this beautifully directed pile of garbage fly around. It was just... uh And also, I thought the costumes were really good. So there were some things about it I really liked, but most of it was super bad. And then also, there's just Patrick Stewart playing the dragon, uh, phoning it in kind of angrily. <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... Hmm. Directing cinematography... Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily disputing that. All I can say is that that that's those were not impressions that I had, and those two words do not uh, appear anywhere on my list. And by list, <laughs> I mean notes, notes, notes of list. Yeah. So uh, it turns out, uh, well, we can say that for the for the later. Um, Oh yeah, and the fact that he can just do a, the dragon can just do a stone skin and turn into a stone. I, I think I guess that was probably a thing in the first one. I had completely forgotten about. It. He just does it real casually, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> also, no yeah. one notices that happen. He seemingly does it like twenty feet away from fucking everyone, and no one knows there's a dragon there until like. <laughs> well, he's glamoured himself as a stone. Yeah, but he landed as a dragon. <laughs> pretty big you ever hear like an eagle take off near you it's yeah, loud and, and this is like, and for those of us at home who haven't seen Dragonheart for um i assume most of you has but for the uninitiated you know the dragons come he's found the king the king is dying the king he's bonded to uh, presumably they've been bonded together and had many wonderful adventures together and the king dies and the dragon's like i've still got a bond i feel it i must go and you know he flies off to go find the bond turns into a rock and uh Proceeds to watch the fun scene where we're introduced to our hero, who earlier we saw get born, and it turns out he's got a dragon scales on him. Question. I wasn't, like, well, I wasn't super paying attention at the very beginning because, like, there was this aspect ratio problem, or I don't even know what the hell was happening with Netflix, where if I full screened it and then, like, the, the, the like, pause button and stuff disappeared, then it would, like, zoom in so that I could see, like, half the screen, but it was just, like, super blown up. And, like, I had to, like, watch it without, like, not full screen or something. It was very confusing, so I spent, like, the first credit sequence, like, fucking with that. Uh, did they show, like, his sister getting born? Like, was it clear that they were twins from the off? Because I just remember seeing, like, the dude with the things on his back. Or did they show, like, twins or, like, make mention of it in, in any way? Yeah, there's twins. Oh, okay. Then I just, I just totally missed that. Cool. Yeah. You see the dad running off with them all scared. It was a pretty graphic birthing scene for a children's movie. Uh, it's like, this lady's screaming, she's got another baby, and now she's dead. I don't know why you think this is a children's movie, Grisha. I think they were clearly going for the Oscar here. <laughs> they fell short, but, you know, that's okay. It's good to have goals. It is yeah, you gotta try. to have goals. Yeah, I totally thought he was just gonna, like, murder that child. But that would have been a very different film. Yeah, Wah! in retrospect. Oh, it's got black on it. Makes no sense. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, anyways, um, 
<laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that 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 kingdom of the dragon goes in search of that, like you know, air air king air dude, and uh, finds this uh, rough and tumble fellow, uh, literally knocking heads. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun scene. Yeah, I was like, especially oh, man, I really want to. <laughs> If I were a big strong guy, first thing I'm doing, bonking people's heads together. Yeah, but he's like a regular-looking dude, you know, and he's just clearly got super strength because of his dragon powers, and he's just, you know, at the fair kind of cheekily bonking dudes together. Uh, he throws one dude into the bell tower, and he dings off the bell. Uh, that was satisfying. I enjoyed that. Yes. And then... Some evil criminal is doing something evil in the barn, and he kind of like. How would you put this? But. That's pretty much how I put it. Yeah. He just bursts um, his way straight into that barn. Well, he sees that bad guy hoisted by his own petard with the whole crowd, you know, the whole town watching and, and laughing as he goes into the barn and just beats the tar out of the sky. And the dragon clamored as a, as a stone, who no one has noticed, is like, hmm, most impressive. It's true. That's the thing that happens, and then the dragon reveals himself, and is like, oh shit, brah, you're the king. Um, <laughs> it pretty much happens just like that. And this is where, I mean, I think this is where my appreciation for the film sort of started to take hold, because all this time, you know, I'm messing with the fucking computer... Um, trying to like piece together what I remember from the earlier Dragon Heart. I'm not. I'm not in it. Um, but here, I start to see something that really, yeah, really starts to shine. And initially, this guy does not like this dragon, and the dragon's like, "We're all bonded, and we have the same heart and stuff. It's super cool." Um, but this guy, this heir, uh, does he have a name? I fucking forget. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, we'll call him Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn, dude, man. That's probably right. He doesn't like dragons because his pop pop didn't like dragons and taught him all about how dragons were bad people. And then like, but now it's like now you're forced to be king and to interact with this dragon who's like part of your soul and you share a heart, you know. And I just thought it was like a really interesting deconstruction of the dragon heart myth, you know, because we're all used to coming into dragon heart movies like, oh man, they're gonna be best friends, they're gonna go along, uh, gonna go get ice cream together. Uh, but they don't get ice cream once, Grisha. It's kind of a contentious relationship. See, that's that's one of the things I enjoyed most about the movie is he's like kind of clearly having an okay life. This dragon shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm bonded with you and your king." He's like, "Yeah, okay, cool, I guess." Just don't give me too much advice. And then the dragon starts giving him advice, and he's like, "This is so annoying having like a dragon around giving you advice. Like, this is just irritating." When most people would be like, "Sweet, I've." got a dragon that's bonded with me i think the most telling moment was there's one part where patrick stewart is really hamming it up and you know they're riding around surveying the lands patrick stewart's like why don't you hop on my back and you could survey your lands um fly on my back together and the king's like nah yeah i mean like it's it's i think everyone does want advice for dragons and i don't even just like go trolling the internet like looking for like yeah, I I don't know what. Just hoping to get lucky. And then one time I saw this ad that said like dragon advice, and I would like start chatting with presumably this dragon online. Um, uh, and then it turned out um, that like the dragons at the KKK aren't like you know fantasy dragons. It's like a different thing. 
Oh, yeah, dragon fished. Yeah. We've, we've all been there, brother. <laughs> uh, oh, man, can we talk about the king montage? Because that was, like, I was literally about to talk no- about that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the best. There's a, yeah, there's a king montage where he does kingly stuff and then, like, talks to some ladies. Then gets his portrait painted in a really dark room. And I was kind of like, what do you do, idiot? Half your face. It's not is- photography. They don't need the light. The human eye adjusts. It could paint Sasha with a different time, an older technology, but in some ways a better one. Wait, what? You could be in a dark stone castle and have a guy painting you, and it doesn't matter in the same way that if you're getting your picture taken, you would need good lighting, because the artist's human eye adjusts. I I literally don't think I really considered that. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I think I still stand by my point. It's a lot easier to paint someone when you can see their features clearly. And half his face is completely dark. But that's a good point. It's not a camera. He could just use bright colors and shit. I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> About the scene where they're in the King Montage where there's like a goat that just like stars at him. He's like, angry goat. Then walks off. I feel like someone forgot to cut that. It was just like, what? <laughs> there was definitely a scene. I don't know if it's part of the montage or like just before it. Where there's just, like, this scene of this goat chewing, and then it just, like, pans, like, zooms out a bit. And there's just, like, a whoop, like, an old peasant woman, like, watching it. And it's like, you just, like, watching this goat eat? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, the, I don't know what was going on there. But, yeah, apparently that was a thing in the Middle Ages. Yeah, I love montages, and that king montage, that, that really got me. Uh, the only, you know, I think we were all sad to see the King montage go, but the good news is it was followed up with probably the best line in the movie where these, like, sexy ladies show up to bathe him, and he's like, nah, 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 a man smells his soul. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yes! Sasha, I just worked really hard to remember that line in case you ha- didn't have it in your notes, and I, I remembered it exactly the same way. I was like, I need to have that one locked and loaded. What is it? A man smells his soul? Surely that can't be it. No, that was it. Yeah, and then it's... Well, it's funny because then they leave. Um, and then he goes like, What? A man smells his soul? What am I talking about? And I'm sitting there going like, Bro, you're a poet laureate. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm going to use that. No one's ever going to tell me I smell a gun. Yeah. And then, you know, all four of the women that were gathered around you giggling, I imagine they'll all walk away and leave. Uh, that's how it usually pans out. <laughs> Just walk up. That's your opener. Hi, I'm Sasha. <laughs> A man smells his soul. <laughs> yeah, you never know, though. That one time. Want to get to know my soul? <laughs> and I'm like, armpits out. Pa, 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 pa. If there are any left standing. I know, you might as well walk up to a woman and be like, I got stung on the tongue by a jellyfish, and you're the only one that can save me. Ah. That does not at all sound related. You know, if you're the guy that's trying to get a girl to pee in your mouth, that's your opener. And what makes you think I'm that guy? You're not? Nothing, I mean, nothing, I, I just assumed. Look, just because I, like, <laughs> carry cards that say, like, hey, I'm Sasha P in my mouth, doesn't mean I'm that kind of guy. You're jumping to conclusions. You need to keep your eyes, you need to, like, keep your mind open to more evidence, Grisha. So you're a mainland guy. You do that, but you're not getting sung by jellyfish. You're not a beach guy. 
not a beach piss pervert. You're a, you know, mainland piss pervert. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'll go to the zoo and just try and, like, fucking, like, stick my tongue in there. But, you know, I don't know. It doesn't work out. You get kicked out of a lot of zoos that way. Gotta, gotta put on disguises. Um, and then you need to try and, like, yeah, but then they see you because your disguises are shit. Anyways, what are we talking about? Yeah. Dude, when you got your picture up at the zoo, that's when you know you're famous. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. I mean, I don't know. I think everyone wants to should try and ride a giraffe once. Yeah. And then, you know, if you do it four times, then you get your picture at the zoo. I mean, I'm just saying, if you've never ridden a giraffe, have you really lived? I mean, I certainly feel like I'm just you know, barely alive, sort of like an empty husk of a human, and I cry myself to sleep every night. But I'm pretty sure if I could ride a giraffe, it would really turn around for me. Yeah. Um, and our newest sponsor is uh, actually working to make that dream alive. So let's cut to a quick sponsor break. <clears throat> uh, giraffe Rides for Pea Lovers. Uh, .geocities they are uh, <laughs> making a big splash in the world if you will and they have uh, you know rides where the giraffes pee on you and then you get to ride them so it's a real you're, you know killing two birds with uh, one rock or whatever it is the kids say these days question do you have double giraffe rides Does this oh double hump giraffes no, like where like a giraffe rides a giraffe, and then you ride that top giraffe. Oh no! But that does sound like a you know fuck this. Actually, noise. It sounds like a shit company. Actually, we're saving that one for the Patreon supporters. So currently, only Forrest Whitaker, uh, Brad Pitt, and Liam Neeson have that privilege. But it w- might be expend- extended to the less the rest of the listeners at some point, but probably not. Hmm. Our Patreon supporters is really real, real sausage party. Yeah, I know we're we're working on that, but like I mean, Forrest Whitaker doesn't want to get the surgery, and we're just like, bro, we got to get a lady in here. He's like, no, no, no. I feel like I'm a man, and I'm like, I don't try try better, Forrest. Try better. Of course, all the all the Patreon donations are going towards that. Yeah, I mean, if um, they had read the fine, if he had just read the fine print, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But like, clearly, he signed. He signed the paper. He signed the Patreon paper. What am I supposed I know, to do? Man. We're trying to go from a sausage to a bagel. He should love the idea, but somehow he doesn't. I was trying to figure out how to say I'm speechless in Morse code. What the fuck? <laughs> Words are hard uh, for, now. For for the non-Patreon supporters, he's, he's making comical faces. But we'll, we'll keep the rest of this good, solid radio. That's true. And you know what? We're going to take a real quick break here. Because I need to get another drink. Okay. Sorry. It's alright. It's all love, baby. Don't worry, we'll like put another fucking sponsor in here. Yeah.
This bathroom break is brought to you by preurinalcakes.com. It's a cinnamon-flavored urinal cake enema that you put in, and that way people don't have to bother putting urinal cakes in, uh... Wait. That would mean people are shitting in the urinals. Dear God. Uh, are there toilet cakes? Hmm. Pretoiletcakes.com. Nope, I don't think they're going to make the cut. That one's for the Patreon supporters only. Now I have a huge drink. Probably gonna die. <laughs> and that sound means that Toga in the morning is truly in session. Oh, yes. Welcome back. I don't care what you did during the break. We're gonna get right back to this movie. And I know it's a good movie when one of my notes is can I, can I, can I poke you? Now, Grisha, I'm going to let you take the first crack at that. What do you think that's referring to? I have no idea. Um, so I only is have it something the, the dragon that... says. No, there's like this scene where I can't remember what the characters are. I there's just like one person like very slowly like inching their finger like at this other character, and it takes a good fucking thirty seconds before they just go. Like, it's so drawn out, and I can't remember why it happened or what the purpose is. Maybe it had something to do with his dragon scales. I don't know. What's before and after that? Okay, so that's, so like, we, right before the Vikings invade. Yeah, because basically there's a king montage. He's king now. Um, the dragon is annoying him and being like, you should spend less time... Mm, messing around and more time attending to matters of state. And he's like, oh, it's so irritating, like, having a dragon tell you what to do. Jeez, dragon. And, uh, I don't know. He's got this real teenager vibe about the dragon. I feel like that's probably what's written into the script. Yeah, you know, the dragon is just kind of like his stepdad. <laughs> hey, sport. You want to be a king? No, no, no thanks, Steve. All right, so I'm going to make we're a bonded at the heart. <laughs> Steve, I don't know why you keep saying that. That's really weird. Mom told you not to. Yes, but our bond is a special one. It means that you must work hard to make the people happy. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> no, Steve, I'm the adult in the room, but I'm a dragon. <laughs> it's very confusing. All right, well, we need to find the porn parody of Dragonheart and review that for the podcast. That'll be like a fun bonus. That can be for the Patreon. Yeah, Dragoncock. Yeah, so by the way, I made a note. Uh, later in the podcast, we're going to go back and find that scene. I'm going to figure out what the fuck was going on with that. It was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> okay. Can I say I hope in the dragon porn that, you know, the dragon is bonded with a car? So, like, it feels the... Car. Well, there's lots of feelings, but then ultimately it fucks the car. Hmm. 
I was saying, like, you had the makings of a real great, like, Fast and Furious crossover. Yeah. Dude, what do you think the child of a dragon in a car is going to make the greatest film franchise this world has ever known? What if, like, the Fast and Furious guys go through a rift and they drive their cars back into, like, medieval times and then they find out they all have a bonded dragon? Yeah, they can only talk to it via (laughs) walkie-talkie. That has got to be one of my favorite things about those movies. Is they're just constantly using like the least hands-free thing possible, <laughs> and they're all doing something, driving manual yeah. cars that requires two hands. <laughs> like the way they're doing it requires three. You know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Got gotta love it. Gotta love that movie magic, Grisha. I love it. Yeah. So uh, every time I see a seventh and then an eighth shot fired from a six shot revolver, oh, the joy, the joy I feel, Sasha. I, I agree, concur. Sometimes an eleventh shot, that's that's when it's really good. Yeah, inshallah. So in Dragonheart, um, this is a real, real, real good note I got here. Uh, King has a braided braided horse. Braided horse. What am I trying to say? His horse has braided hair. It was like so, like the Vikings attack, and he's like, "Ah, oh, let's get the knights, let's go do this." And then he like trots out on his white horse that has like braided hair. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure that's really gonna like scare those Vikings. <laughs> really gonna, really gonna strike terror into their hearts." But thanks. I was trying to strike terror into the Vikings' hearts. Yeah, but you can't strike terror into these Vikings' hearts because they just like before battle just like rub shit on their faces. Pretty sure. Maybe that was supposed to be paint. It really just looked like shit, though. <laughs> yeah, isn't his like twin sister in charge of them at this point? Yeah, I don't think we know that yet, though. Oh yeah, some evil lady with fire powers. Yeah, I want to say he figured it out slowly. <laughs> like, I want to say he figured it out like. A solid minute or two after she displayed fire powers, and it was like, bro, <clears throat> come on. This is not common. This is not a common thing. Yeah, but his sister has turned evil, has turned Viking, and is now, like, pillaging and, like, probably raping. And come to take, a the kingdom. Yeah, because, like, why not? I mean... Why isn't she bonded with the dragon? If they're twins. Shouldn't they share the bond? Sasha, how does this bond work? I don't know. I got really distracted by my next note, and I swear to God, I didn't know this was coming. (laughs) I looked down at my next note, and it just says, Gotta be a sweet dragon heart porn where the dude's getting nailed and the dragon's all moany. Oh, I know. That was like the the bond thing. I was like, yeah, there's gonna be a porn where, like, (laughs) you're, like, fucking the dude, and the dragon's just, like, moaning because he's enjoying it. Ah, because you're bonded. Yeah, I clearly am, like, some part of my brain remembered that and was like, just say something about a Dragonheart porn. (laughs) Oh, I'm a real winner. Is that a side effect of the bond? Do you think when, like, you know, he dropped his best line when he was like, a man smells his soul, and these, like, three women that were trying to get him in the bath, like, ran off, that the dragon was like, fucking damn it. I was about to get a real, I was about to really get off there. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that when I tried to write Moni, my phone was like, Moana? And I was like, no. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me take that again. Oh, you fool. <laughs> Why would you say that your smell, your scent is your soul? You were so close, bro. You totally dragon cock blocked me there. Yeah, also, like, you're the king. You don't gotta seduce anyone. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it's good to be the king. Yeah. And then we move on to the... And, you know, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, Grisha, but I think this is a pretty clear Austin Powers uh, homage, where the dragon gets his mojo stolen. It's like... <laughs> pretty it's it's almost like and like it's not like a shot for shot remake like it's not psycho but it's a pretty close uh reference to the austin powers spy who shagged me scene where fat bastard uh, steals austin powers mojo and i know that because i just watched that movie like two days ago oh yeah seminal film no those are <laughs> not good movies there are like funny jokes there are good solid bits in them but they are overall not very enjoyable. Uh, that, what, what they are is clearly made on a budget. Like, the first one now, it's like, this has, like, two fucking sets. <laughs> and they both look cheap. <laughs> yeah, and it made, like, a ton of money. I actually, apparently the first one didn't really make that much money. I think it was a bit of a sleeper hit. Like, the second one, like, yeah, crushed it at the box office, I think. Dude, the third one has that amazing scene with Michael Caine where, like, there's a bunch of bad guys fighting him. And then he's like, here's how it's going to go. You're all going to come at me one at a time. And I'll lay you out with a series of neat things. And there's, like, that one guy left over at the end. And he's like, you don't even have a name tag. Just just lie down. Just lie down. <laughs> I completely forgot that Michael Caine was in the third one. Oh, uh, it's fucking great. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, so the dragon loses his mojo, and the, the lady just, like, walks up and grabs it, basically. It was so, like, can't you, come on, writers, like, think of something, like, a little bit, and even later, they're, like, the guy, dude man is just, like, wait, she just walked up and took it? I was like, yeah, you didn't feel that? Your heart fire, the thing that, like, makes you, that you die without it? You didn't even notice, uh, until you went and tried to breathe fire, and then it was, we're all stupid. Ugh. That was lazy writing, Grisha. I don't care what you say. That was a shortcut. A shortcut to the next thing. Yeah. Which is, I, f I really forget what happens. Uh, I don't know. The other note I have is, why does she have, like, a thing that can hold this magical fire that she didn't know existed? And if this thing can hold fire in it, why hasn't she just been storing, like, a regular fire in there that she could, like, pop out at any time? It's just good writing. You're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she banishes him from the realm and all the shires. Oh, yeah, is that one of the lines? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, not the shires. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew there were other shires, Mr. Frodo. Do you think there's one where we're together? Mm. Yes, Sam. <laughs> I have seen 14 million shires. There's only <laughs> one where we're together. <laughs> uh, sure, Sam. That's my uh, uh, snatch impression. Yeah, I got it. snatch. <laughs> I, I tried to I tried to sneak that in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he gets also a Patreon supporter. Ooh, funny dick snatch. We're getting closer to a lady. <laughs> Haha. Burn? That's a lot of burn. 
Not at all no. a bad thing. No. Having a hilarious penis is a joy for all. A hilarious penis? I called him Funny Dick Cumbersnatch. Funny Dick. I like the cut of your jib, sir. <laughs> you know whose jib I don't like the cut of? Who? Whatever dipshit in this movie said flutist. Oh, yeah, Did that's... You, uh... What was up with that? Why? Don't do that. Just don't. See, that's the kind of scrutiny f- for a film that makes the airplane, Sasha. I don't even, like... For sure, I can't remember, like, the context of it. Do you think it's just because, like, really dumbass mouth-breathing people watched this movie and they were concerned that they wouldn't know what a flawless was? That is concerning. Or do you think, like, I don't know, like, an illiterate 10th grader wrote this movie? (laughs) Yeah, uh... Can an illiterate person write something? Probably not. Yeah, storyboard it. Fair. Uh oh oh okay never mind here here's my note about the lady watching a goat chew grass <laughs> I I don't remember what the fuck why that's happening oh it's probably when they cut back to the castle because my next note is budget Tormund there was a guy in the Vikings who clearly like you're the closest we got <laughs> oh yeah he was one of the like advisor he was like a military advisor kind of guy yeah also fun fact you ever heard of Wyndham Hotels Grisha. Not till this moment. Here's a key card of it. Guess who's on it? Guess who's on it? Oh, wow. It's Tormund. He's on the key card. With a beard and a suit. Why? I don't know. (laughs) That's fun, though. Yeah, what a shitty hotel. Anyways. You gotta do something if you're a shitty hotel, like creative marketing. That's true. Okay, so here's the point... Where, like, this is another, like, I don't know what you call it, echelon shift, like, plateau climbing, like, uh, you know, uh, paradigm shift, uh, where they're like, all right, so you think you're watching a movie, boom, this is a film, let's go, we're running with it. It's where, this is like the Hamlet homage, you know, where they're doing a play to do something, I think this is pretty clearly, also, I sort of feel like the guy was sort of meant to be Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, what do you think? Play guy? Which guy? Like Oh, the play guy. Yeah, the play guy. I think I say yeah. that because, like, he he was like, I don't know. What were they doing? Doing a play to, like, sneak into the castle or some shit? My brain was like, hey, this is exactly like Hamlet, where they used to play to catch the conscience of the king. Sneaking into yeah, the castle? Yeah, where they sneak in. Yeah, into his conscience, whatever. It's... Look, I a man's a, castle is his. A man's castle is his conscience, Sasha. All I know is I got a, a lot of red yarn connecting shit to my apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. A man's smell is his soul. A man's castle is his conscience, and a man's dragon is his heart bond, unless the dragon's mojo is lost. Yeah. What? I was trying to think for a second what the deal with the heart fire was and, like, why dragons have a thing that can, like, come out of them that makes their fire. 
I don't know, it's weird. Also, you can like gesture at himself and it glows. Um, and then I realized... Oh, it's a, st- it's a star. Yeah, it's a... Really? Yeah, they, they turn into stars when they die, so it makes sense that it's a star when they're alive. That's where all the fire comes from. Oh, that actually does make sense. I was about to say it's a plot device, yeah. but apparently, like, this Lunar 10th grader is like, smarter than me. <laughs> Sasha, all the stars in the, in the sky are Dragonheart movies that died and lost their bond, and they're screaming through space for a billion years just to put a little shine in your eyes, just like this film. All that tells me is we better not forget about these Dragonheart movies because they're on Earth, and I don't want, like, four stars on Earth. Pretty sure that would just obliterate it. I'd be like, a, yeah, Galactic, it'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, we want a five-star review of Earth. Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, four stars. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. Well, a star is a flaming ball of gas. They're really big. Also, real fun. You know, like... I want to say, like, any day now. Maybe it already happened, but I think it's just about to happen. And NASA's going to, like, send up a spacecraft to the sun. They're about to launch it, and it's going to fly, like, super close, capture some particles and stuff. Yeah, I heard to make sure that the mission is safe and that the uh, spaceship does not burn up upon entering the sun, that they were going to send it up there at night. That way the spaceship doesn't burn up. I got to say, that didn't occur to me, but that's why, like, you know, I, I don't work at NASA. I feel like I stole that joke from a 2001 SNL writer. It was like a Bush joke. They're like, Bush is sending a mission to the moon. He's going to send it at night to make sure it's going to work. 100%. That's like a Polish joke from that, like, uh, fucking uh, joke book we all had. We all had. We all had the Prairie Home Companion joke book. Ah, yeah, okay. It's an old Polish joke then. Or some race. No, it's definitely the Polish. They're to blame. Yep. Uh, and then, like, the lady... Uh, oh, yeah, so then there's, like, the scene where they're, like, both... They, like, sneak into the castle, and then, like, they both try and, like, sneak into the, his sister's bedchamber to steal the fire. But I didn't know what that, like, that... There was, like, that Viking lady sneaking in there, too, at the same time, and I didn't, like, cotton on to what was going on. There was, like, some internal coup happening. So I was just confused. I was just like, why is that lady climbing the tower, too? Also, why did she climb the tower? Why didn't she just, like, walk in? Weren't the guards also Vikings? But they weren't on... The, they weren't coup Vikings, you know? I thought all the Vikings were coup Vikings. They're all Vikings except for this one lady who just, just happened to be there because she has firepowers, like... I assume the dude has picked the least coup Vikings to guard his room. Hmm? He's picked the ones that, you know, are less likely to... Or she has, rather. The sister character, you know. But she's completely unaware of the coup. She has no idea it's happening. Yeah, shrug. That's what. That's right. <laughs> I've cut this movie into pieces with my incredibly sharp intellect. Uh, <laughs> oh god! I just remember this. Is, this might be my favorite part of the movie, where like, uh, fucking uh, yeah, whatever. The, that lady breaks in, and then the other guy comes in. They're like all fighting over the heart of fire, which is stuck in this little bottle. And then like the lady gets it, and she's running away. And then like they chase after him, and something happens where like the the heart of fire gets launched up towards the dragon, and he tries to catch it, and it's just butterfingers. Like it's just like whoa! <laughs> it was so. It was so stupid. Like, that was... <laughs> Why would you write that? <laughs> like 
Sasha, it's subversive. All those films where the hero just catches something, Harry Potter, you know, all the football movies, you know, Air Bud. Wouldn't you like to see something slip out of someone's hands? <laughs> it was just so far removed from what I expect in any fantasy movie, no matter how direct-to-video. Like, Wouldn't a dragon's mojo be at least a little bit greasy? I mean, I'm sure it's completely greased, but like on the inside of the bottle, you know? Yeah, but you know how sometimes, you know, your olive oil bottles get a little... Hmm. <laughs> It's always a fun walk down, quote-unquote, memory lane when I'm looking through my notes. It's all it's just fun surprises here, Grisha. Because my next note is, Fast and Furious might be the Ur movies. And what I mean by that is that they are the, like, central, like, archetype of movies from which, like, all other movies are birthed. Um, and I think the reason I have this note in here is because the dragon says something about family. Which is pretty clear that Fast and Furious has a monopoly on that concept and the importance of family. So everything else is like a derivative of that, I feel. Now I'm remembering uh, there was a sex ed video I watched in fifth grade. For some reason, my school had an Australian one. And the dude opens. It opens with a dude in like a purple suit. And he's like, we are all humans. And people live in groups called families. And as a fifth grader, I was like, why the fuck is this asshole wasting my time with this information everybody knows? Like, what the fuck? People live in groups called families. Like. Get to the point, asshole. We all know that. Everyone knows that. Agreed. I know that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to go on to the bit where he talks about, like, if the, if the baby's going to be covered in pizza. <laughs> oh, I might as well. <laughs> One point, the, the kid points at the baby at his mom's stomach, and he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, I've got a baby coming. And he's like, is the baby in your t- stomach? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, gross, is the baby going to be covered with pizzas and stuff? And she's like, no, I have a womb that's connected to my vagina. And a picture starts getting drawn, you know? <laughs> the kid. About the miracle. No, on screen. On screen. The whole thing, the whole, you know, may I say the whole thing went by without a big arrow pointing at the clitoris. So, wasted opportunity there, sex ed video. I mean, I gotta be, I gotta say, I'm generally annoyed that, like, I mean, maybe I didn't have the best sex ed, I don't know. But I feel like, in this country, sex ed should talk about the important things to do with sex. Like, Like, how do you take off your pants without doing that weird hoppy thing? (laughs) It's not sexy, but I gotta do it. Especially when you have good-looking tight pants on. That's why you're having sex, because you were smart enough to put on the tight pants that ladies like. Yeah, I mean, now, I put on two pairs, you know, just to be sure, so... Exactly. They're extra tight now, pants. The tight pants, they were your friends getting the ladies in the room, but now that you got to get the pants off, they just won't leave. Yeah, I think, like... You know, Grisha, let's be honest. Let's not wait for the corporate pant manufacturers to try and solve this problem for us. Let's be... You know, let's do the American thing. Let's innovate. I think we should take inspiration from NASA. Uh, NASA? <laughs> yeah, NASA. <laughs> we should take yeah. inspiration from NASA, the capital of the Bahamas. Um, and their space program, I don't know if you're familiar with this, uh, but they have a huge space program. Um, and if you ever watched one of their, <clears throat> excuse me, rockets launch, there's a point where the rocket launches and then, like, 
the part that it, uh, there's like stage separation, you know, there's like explosives that blow the pieces off. So all I'm saying is that we just have explosives that just blow our pants right off us. Um, hopefully, like sort of back into the sides, you know, just uh, right out. <laughs> so like when you have those track pants that you could just rip off, but like you kind of have like a button or something, and you just be like beep, and then your pants would just explode off. In, in two separate sections. I mean, I feel like you'd probably want one of those dynamite plungers. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then you can just hump it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. straight at your dick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be fucking rich. <laughs> Except all your test audiences keep dying. Um, you think I'm going to let anyone else test these babies? Not a chance. <laughs> Oh yeah, and I had more fascinating. And then, and then it turns out that like the brother and sister gotta like save the heart fire as a team, just like in what Grisha, just like in Fast and Furious. I know because they're all family. They're a team too, Grisha. Yeah, there's lots of lens flare for a long time. I mean, ideally. Um, I feel like the dragon almost bonks their head together, but he doesn't quite do that. <laughs> You two need to work together. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep just reading ahead of my notes and cracking out because I remember, like, <laughs> so, some of the writing choices are just so, like, ah, fucking some shit's gotta happen. Just, let's go for it. Because, <laughs> all right, so, like, they, like, sneak into the castle, they're doing the thing, and then, like, they're stealing the heart fire, blah, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, Dude Man challenges the leader of the Vikings, who also has super strength for some reason that's never gotten into or really displayed. He, like, challenges him to... He's a, a Viking, Sasha. Yeah, but he's stronger than all the other Vikings. Yeah, he's probably jacked. Good point. Um, I just, I would have liked to see him, like, lifting weights or some shit, you know, really get into it. Get some oil going on. I don't know. They didn't have weights back then, Sasha. Men were just men. He could have, like, lifted up a tree. Ah, whatever. Um, when I make my own Dragonheart movie, <laughs> believe you me, it's going to be better than this. Um, oh, yeah, so, so he challenges him to a fight. And then, like, it cuts away to, like, these Vikings, like, just, uh, like, murdering some clergymen or something. And then another Viking runs up and goes, like, hey, there's a fight going on. They're like, what? Oh, let's go. It's like, you guys are literally, like, murdering people to, like, steal their shit. And you're like, oh, a fight? Oh, no, wait. Let's, let's go see this. And it wasn't even like the king's fighting our leader. It was just like a fight. Because <laughs> like, oh, what? I gotta, I gotta check this out. <laughs> Maybe no one brings up brings it up unless it's really good, you know? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, dang. We don't know how Viking society works, you know? Maybe they only say that when they say a fight. They mean like, ah, the king's fighting. Because otherwise, we wouldn't bring it up. I could see you're busy murdering clergymen. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just good manners. You don't, you don't say there's a fight unless you know. That dude wants to stop what he's doing to, to drop it and go see it. That's actually just, probably fair. Just like how I told you to watch this movie, you know? I wouldn't just tell you to watch any movie. I only pick seminal films. I don't think either of those words mean what you think they do. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then, and then, like, they're, they're, he's talking to the Viking leader, and he delivers a sick burn. And I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. Oh, it's like... 
He says, a man smells his soul, and you smell like a bitch. And then he pees on it. <laughs> it has something to do with eating lizards, and the guy's like, oh, what, you like to lick lizards? I don't know. It was a sick burn, and even the other Vikings laughed at it, which was pretty good. And then comes, maybe, I don't know, I've said this probably like six times already, but one of my favorite parts of the movie, where they have the fight, and then, like, it's sort of even going, or, like, you know, I don't know, one guy's winning, the other guy's winning, whatever, shit, fight shit happens. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and then, like, a Viking leader is, like, still holding his own pretty good, and I feel like still in a very good place. But just decides he needs to kick it up a level by, like, drinking the dragon fire, which I felt like was an excellent touch. Because I felt like that is exactly what a dipshit ignorant Viking would do. Be like, this superpower thing, yeah, I'm gonna do this, let's see how it works out. And so he pours the fire all over himself. He doesn't actually drink it, he just pours it on his face. Um, huh. It's a weird way to adjust something. Yeah, and for a second, it looks like it's gonna work out great. If you poured Everclear on your face with your eyes shut, would you get drunk? Mm, I mean, I think eventually you'd absorb it through your skin. I'll do some testing. I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, I was just like imagining bobbing for apples in Everclear. Because, I don't know, I think you'd probably just die inhaling <laughs> fumes. What do you bob for apples in? Urine. <laughs> I don't want to say it. How you like them apples? I got cornered. <laughs> A lot. Straight up my alley. Ha <laughs> 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 pee jokes. Exactly. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Then my next note is what? W-U-T? That must have been when he was pouring the fire on himself. Yeah, remind me what happens. It, it doesn't go well for him, right? Uh, no, he gets it's he like sort of turns like orangey and like his eyes are just like burning white, and it looks like maybe he could fire powers, uh, but then he just like explodes, and all the Vikings run away. Yeah, you can't just put that dragon mojo directly on yourself. You know? I mean, I you on- dilute it first. I honestly thought it was an interesting choice because, like I said, I feel like that's sort of kind of what would actually happen in real life. You know, like what an actual medieval person would do. And so, like, I don't understand how this works. Um, but as a movie, it was, like, kind of a weird choice. Like, you didn't have the hero kill him. I mean, it's a cool scene. Okay, cool. I don't know. Whatever. He was killed by his own lust for power, Sasha. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just trying to parse my fucking notes. And so then, like, the movie ends. And then... Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh, this fucking movie. So stupid. Um, so then, like, they get the heart fire back, and they need to give it back to the dragon so that he can live. But then the dragon's like... Oh, yeah, his sister gets shot with an arrow? She was just asking for it. She just, like, opened her arms up and said, whatever. And then, But then it turns out that if you pour fire onto the arrow wound, it'll heal her? Apparently, yeah. whatever. I don't. It seems made up, and it was also like, no, nah, to give to the dragon, man. <laughs> you can solve that with regular medicine. Then uh, the dragon dies, and then they like lose their scales. The people lose their dragon scales, but they also lose their powers, and they just become like regular people. And presumably, they're about to rule the land justly. But it also makes me think that they're just going to get killed by Vikings because now they don't have a dragon. 
Um, and they don't have superpowers. And, like, once the, all the Vikings on the left realize, like, oh, we just lost, like, one dude. Um, but the Vikings all think they have superpowers. That's the most important thing. Well, then, like, different Vikings are going to come, you know? Hmm. Are there more than one kind of Vikings? Uh, I mean, are we talking Dragonheart lore or, like, regular life lore? Well, Dragonheart lore. You know, what are the Vikings heart bonded with? What do Viking kings have their hearts bonded with? Boats? Probably boats. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go ahead and take a patented toga in the morning bathroom break. Good, because my best three notes are coming up. I'm just going to, like, sit here and charge up. Hmm, I know one thing, and it's how to say loom. Chickity boom, chickity dee. My oh my, I know how to say G. Fuck you. I was just thinking lullabies. Don't you worry, you pretty little head. How was it? Uh, orgasmic. Thanks for asking. Um. <clears throat> Ha, hmm. <laughs> ha ha. Welcome back to Toga in the Morning. We are going to get to the real heart of this Dragonheart movie, which is, of course, uh, the credits. Exactly. And I've got an empty bladder and a heart full of opinions. Let's go. Uh, so I learned from the credits. So I, I think I, like, paused it and then sort of sat there with that on the screen for a while. And then was, like, just every so once in a while noticing things and writing them down. One of the people's names in this movie was Player. And I know you're thinking, hey, that's an odd name. But it wasn't the actor's name. <laughs> it was the character's name. Why would they name a character Player? <laughs> what? What? I, I, like, I think about it, and I just can't think of, like, what? Why? I don't remember that ever really? coming up. I can't imagine what fucking character that was. Uh, one of the actors in the fake play. Okay, okay, that actually does make sense. Oh, yeah. Now, the mystery's been cleared up. Damn. I didn't think of that. Okay, that actually does make sense. Uh, okay, this next note is not very good, but it's also here. Uh, this is apparently <laughs> a... Rom oh, oh, no, here's why I have this note. Is because I saw a bunch of Romanian names, and I was like, I bet this was f filmed in Romania. And I didn't check because I wanted to do it live on air to back myself up. So here we go. We're going to the, the fucking internet Dragonheart Forum. I'm Googling it right now as we speak. I want to say, like, Norway. That's incorrect. It's Romania. Ha <laughs> ha! I am totally fucking right. Production company, Castle Film, Romania. <laughs> Edited by Charles Norris. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing. This movie was edited by Chuck Norris, and it says that right at the fucking top, and it's one of my first notes. And my brother tells me that's not the Chuck Norris I'm thinking of, and all I have to tell him is, shut the fuck up, you idiot. You couldn't be more wrong. Because first of all, have you ever heard of SAG rules? I don't think you can just, like, have the same name as another actor. Second of all, are you, you, do, you do you think you're living in a world where Chuck Norris just walks around letting people impersonate him? Uh... Third of all, did you see the editing of this movie? It was clearly the same Chuck Norris. Your response. <laughs> um, 
it's Chuck Norris edited his own movies. I feel like that SAG Award thing only counts if, you know, if you're an actor. Like, if he was an actor and he was, like, calling himself Chuck Norris. I mean, Chuck Norris you know, is an actor, Grisha. Exactly. I'm saying this guy, if he was, like, actor, Chuck Norris, but he's, like, editor, Chuck Norris. And I feel like that's why he's getting away with it. Or maybe it's because he's in Romania and they don't have to respect the law there. Yeah, probably not. I don't think they respect much of anything in Romania. <laughs> Burn Romanians. I know nothing about your country. Yeah, how you get named after the Roman Empire? Actually, and... fun fact, Romanian is a romance language precisely because uh, Romans were there. Probably exactly why it's called Romania. But yeah, it's legit, uh, it's legit a romance language, which is why it's uh, kind of bongers. Now, hmm. I've got to find that poking thing. Right after burning the witch. Cool. Um, you have any notes on the credits, or should I keep doing the heavy lifting? No. Yeah, so there's also, and this is, Grisha, this is a real mystery. We'll probably have to, like, really fucking get into it. Um, there's a character referred only, referred to only... As a uh, juggler number one. Guess what is completely absent from the rest of the credits? The rest of the jugglers? Any other jugglers of any kind of any sort. Well, you know, he's the best. He's number one. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just call him juggler? <laughs> why would you call him juggler number one if there aren't any other jugglers to discern him from? Maybe just for resume purposes, you know, so when he's, like, doing his next movie, he's like, oh, I was juggler number one. Yeah, but I feel like that makes you seem like one of many. It makes you seem, like, less important, you know? But it makes you seem like you're the best juggler, you know? Okay, that's fair. Where if your resume just says juggler, you're like, yeah, well, this guy was probably juggler number five, so, like... I mean, that's not how I'd read it, but... Think about this young man's bright future ahead of him you know getting those real meaty juggling scenes i mean first of all i don't know why you're assuming it's a man it's not very woke of you dogs can juggle too man but girls don't got balls sasha <laughs> i mean you know well let me tell you Grisha, you've been looking at entirely the wrong sort of girls <laughs> oh okay I'm sorry, Grisha. I've got to go back through the through the footage. I got to find this poking scene. <laughs> Why were people poking each other's faces in such slow regard? I don't know, Grisha. I don't know, but I've got. To, I've... Was the king like doing it to someone to prove that he wasn't scared of them? No, nah, it was real. <laughs> How to describe it? It was real, like in, innocuous. Like it, it seemed very. Uh, I don't know. Gentle, non-serious. Who boy. Whimsical. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we just gotta, like... Uh, I don't know. What's the word for it? Cut, cut, cut out this intern while I find a fucking... Poking scene. So, my, right. edit point. Edit point one. So my notes are, burn the witch. <laughs> After that, it's, can I, can I, can I poke you? After that, it's fucking braided horse. What a badass. So, like... 
Hmm. I don't think it was part of that scene. He's scaring the guys away from his sister. And this is where I was like, ah, burn the witch, because she dissuaded witchy powers. And I was like, God, this is a clear... Okay, so this is... Oh. <laughs> I looked at the time, and I was like, one hour, 14. This is not an hour into this movie. Oh, one hour left. Okay, so presumably, I don't know. This is like 22 minutes in. All right, so where's the braided horse? Okay, that's only like 27 minutes in. So I just have to watch the next five minutes of this movie, Grisha. And you just have to sit here and watch me watch it. All right, describe it to me. Okay, so she's controlling the fire with her, like, uh, and now she's, like, pinching it. Uh, Now she's holding it, and now she's, like, giving him this side eye, like, yeah, you watching? Okay, it's gone. And he's like, oh, shit, you're a witch. I should probably burn you myself. Um, And it's really just, like, zooming in. All right, now he's, like, punching people, and this is where... Hey, right, he punched a dude real good. All right, I'm this rich guy dressed in black. Ooh, that looks mighty fine. I might like to do you in the butt later. Ha-ha, hmm, creepy smile. This guy's like, ha-ha, I'm bleeding from the eyeballs, but I don't care. And now he's walking back, doing a stick toss. But wait, what's this? I can't tell. There's apparently smoke in the distance, but it's so blurry, I really couldn't figure out what he was, like, worried about. And I was just running into the forest. Alright, this is his sister. She's uh, burned the hut down because she a bitch. And he's like, why don't you kill our dad, you jerk? And she's like, yeah, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. I do witchy <laughs> stuff. He's like, but... T- stick move, man. It's real... Th-. And then all the other people are like, ah, she is a witch. Let's fucking get her. Yeah, actually, that that, that, that lady was... And, and he's like, alright, let's just... Let's just put you on this boat. And then, uh, I won't ever see you again, you jerk. And she's like, yep, that's cool. Oh. All right, so now he's sitting on his throne. Oh, he's, he's he was telling the dragon a story. And, he's uh-huh. just, and the dragon's like, I'm Patrick Stewart. He's like, I got a cup. I'm going to drink from this cup. I'm Patrick Stewart. Yeah, precisely. All right, clear the green screen there. Okay, I'm walking away. I'm sick of this. The dragon, okay. There's the sky. Ha-ha. Ooh. All right, you know, all right. This is fair. This is pretty. All right, yeah, innocent boat people doing boat stuff. Yeah, little girl. Yeah, fish stuff. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> What's over there? There's a dude jumping to the water. That sounds cool. Wait a minute, what? Uh, Why's he got that X? Oh, he chucked it at me. <laughs> chucked it right at me. Oh, he's gonna. Ah, they, oh, they all got axes. Ah, oh, this, is, this is no good. This is no good. Yeah, he's bashing me with it. Bashing me with the X. Ow. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I remember now. Oh my God, I remember now. <laughs> I, we finally remember what's going on here. Oh, so everything I said prior to this, forget about it. <laughs> Has no connection to reality. I was completely out of tune with any memories I may or may not have had. But now, so Grisha, you remember the scene when the Vikings are first attacking and they're just killing people left and right. And then their leader, this big strong guy, is just standing there. And this just super weak-looking peasant comes up with just 
this knife and stands in front of him looking real shy and it's like sort of gesturing with his knife and then it's just like like sits there for a full like three seconds and it's like uh, maybe I'm gonna poke him <laughs> and the guy just like slaps it out of his hand and kills him and it was just like <laughs> oh my god okay so it's at uh, what is it at like twenty five forty five. If you want to watch, you want me to watch this real quick? Uh, I don't want you to watch it, Grisha. I right, need, I'm getting there. I need you to watch it, and the the listeners need you to watch it. <laughs> oh my god, that was the best memory. Like, I just I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> and I feel like there's enough time in between him actually trying to stab him. Then I paused and was like, what is this guy fucking doing? This is the weakest shit. Like, it's... But I will say, in the scene right before it, like, right before the Vikings attack, it is some pretty good, like, cinematography. Or, like, directing. Like, there's some cool, like, just, like, shots of water and a boat sailing, and it's not really, like, it's not really clear what's happening. It's, uh... That's well done. I'll give you that much. I think this director and this cinematographer are gonna go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, I'm sure they will make Dragonheart 5, and on the show it'll be great. Okay, so wait, what was the timestamp again? 27? It's hard, no, like 25. It's like, just just get to the, like, the beginning of the Vikings fighting, and like, it's not but a minute from there. Um, it's hard. Oh, yeah, this directing is fucking gorgeous. It's great. Yeah, it's cool. And there's like, some people getting like, chunked up, some good costume. Okay, okay. Oh, dang. <laughs> he got me. Yeah. <laughs> Little lens flare. <laughs> watch this. Watch this, like, pathetic piece of shit trying to kill the Viking leader. It's so sad. All right, I'm not there yet. Did you see it? Do you see, Grisha? Do you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy really... <laughs> huh? can, can I... Can I please? Oh, not you! Oh, you got me! <laughs> I remind him of in uh, Tom Young-Goon 2, the, or the Protector 1. Where there's like Tony Jaws just like beating up a bunch of bad guys, and this uh, this guy in a leather jacket comes up with a knife, and he's like, "Maybe I'm gonna rob you." Um, and I want to say there's probably a little bit of homophobia involved in the filming of this, but then Tony Jaws just like jumps up and kicks a street light out that's ten feet above his head with a flip, and the guy's like, "Oh boy, I better run the hell off." But this guy didn't run off. Why do you think homophobia is involved with that? Also, this uh, didn't get run off because the Viking didn't take a street lamp. <laughs> Come on. Catch up. Uh, watch that scene again. Maybe. What, does he, like, run away effeminately? Uh, he does everything effeminately. Okay. <laughs> I, did, that was, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. It's like, yeah, that time he intimidates a guy by kicking a street lamp. <laughs> <laughs> He's very intimidating. If, if I saw someone do that, I would be like, good lord. I can't. I guess <laughs> even if I had the high ground, he'd kick me in the head. As a movie watcher, it was very—it was—he's just like, 
wait, what? <laughs> that was a goofy thing to do. I bet it, it yeah, I, I wouldn't want to fight that guy either. I kicked a street lamp. You don't want to fuck with me. I kicked yeah, street lamps for breakfast. <laughs> but if you really did that, you'd probably get, like, a lot of glass cuts of yourself. You just, like, kick the street lamp, look all cool, and then just come up with, like, a shard of glass in your cheek. Be like, oh, God, I'm bleeding a lot. Can you take me to the hospital, buddy? You sound like the kind of guy who doesn't kick hard enough. <laughs> when I'm kicking out street lamps. I mean, if you think that kicking a glass thing is going to get glass in you, yeah, you're not generating enough power with your kicks, bro. You, you can't skip leg day, man. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's, in a way, what the hearth fire of the human soul is. Yeah. The heart fire. Yeah. That too. If you don't skip leg day, you can be a dragon and you can be bonded with the king. The king in your own castle. The smell of your own soul. And then, you know, you're the king. Yeah. I just realized I'm never going to know if I'm actually turning crazy. <laughs> There's going to be no discernible difference. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of this podcast. No one knows that they've gone crazy. I mean, are those of you uh, receiving us on your tooth radios, it's good. You're sane. <laughs> keep on. Keep it on. Yeah. Keep on doing whatever you think we're telling you to do. <laughs> Wait. Subscribe to our Patreon? Wait, Grisha, we can get money from this, I bet. No, we just want people to look at film with a more discerning eye. That's why we're in your tooth radio telling you to do that. Not me, bro. I'm all about that cash money. Bills, man. Bills. Yeah, well, speaking of bills, uh, I guess it's time to pay the bills. Uh, who's our next sponsor, Sasha? Who's, who are the bills? And why do I have to pay them? Who are these fucks? What are these? Is this a mafia protection racket? Like, ooh, we gotta pay the bills. I'm gonna come by and, like, break my legs. My, my well, legs. Well, we don't. Because we have, we have Bjork and her bill mom. We just feed the bills into them. But... Um, the listeners, they have bills to pay, and I think our sponsors can help with that. I mean, I'm just going to say, listeners, don't pay your bills, man. Just fucking don't do it. Yeah, man. Who's going to If we all stop. Know? Who's going to fucking know? Just don't do if it. If we all stop together, they can't make us do it. All right, let's stop paying our bills now. Now. Everyone at the same time. Fuck yeah. We'll edit Team that. Team Earth, man. Yeah. Fuck you, aliens trying to collect bills. Pieces of shit. Alien landlords, man. I know, right? I think they make the moon a lot nicer. It's just a rock. I mean, no, because they won't invest in it. With our hard-earned tax dollars. Earth tax dollars. Without <laughs> <Our> Earth dollars, <laughs> uh, just gonna make a blanket pronouncement. Uh, American dollars now Earth dollars. Let's get used to it, world. Yeah. The Earth dollar has recently fallen hard against the Mars Blark. Um, yeah, the Blark is up four percent. So Sasha, we gotta we gotta put our money in Blarks. Got it. Got it. I'm I'm born to the crypto Blarks. Mm-hmm. Blark coin. <laughs> yeah, so go to blarkbase.com to buy Blarks online. 
with money orders. Seems to me. Sent straight to Toga in the morning. You send money orders to, orders to Toga in the morning, and let me tell you, your blarks, they'll be there soon. Look, I don't know why the federal government of the United States of America just doesn't do an ICO. Answer me that, Grisha. What the hell is that? It's an initial coin offering. And what is that? I don't know. You sell your own cryptocurrency, and then people buy it, and it's like a way of investing in your company. But it's essentially just like, give me free money. I made a coin. What's it worth? Jack shit, dipshits. <laughs> I'm going to jerk off on a like- picture of you. <laughs> Sounds like we should be getting into this business. Sounds like it's right up our alley. Yeah, dude, TogaCoin. I'm already working on it. It's in, is that it's how, in the lab. It's not ready for public consumption. Is that how this film got made? I mean, probably Dragon Coin, yeah. Heart Coin. Heart coin. That's how they paid for Patrick Stewart. Yeah. He's still waiting on his check. Yeah, he, he's going to keep waiting. <laughs> I think we're the only people to have watched this movie. I think this watch yeah. count is centered at like two and a half because we went back and watched some parts of it to try and find that pokey part. Yeah. Sorry, well, I, Netflix. You're back to loser. I mean, did Netflix make it themselves? I feel like this just got made. Uh, I assume Netflix made it. I don't know why I think that. I'll tell you what I'm Googling, though. It's Dragonheart 5. Is it a thing? Ooh, Google's gonna tell me. Did I mean Dragonheart Five? I did. <laughs> I put a space in with your Dragonheart. Fucking sue me, all right? Yeah, I hope the same guy's directing. Wow, Dragonheart One was nominated for Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Well, times have changed. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I mean, dude, if you put a dragon on the screen in that year, they would have must have been like, damn. <gasps> Oh my god. Also, uh, cinematography of the original Dragonheart by David Egby. <laughs> Stupid fucking name. Yeah, what about the kid? I liked the kid that played uh, the lead. Wait. I thought he was good. He was charming. This was a prequel? Wait, the fuck? Wait, Dragonheart 3 is a prequel, and then this is like a sequel to that prequel. Oh, shit. Dude, oh I, my God. I didn't know it was this next level. What the fuck is happening? Dude, you were saying it's like the Fast and the Furious films, but maybe they're doing a parallel dragon universe and then a carverse, and then soon enough, the dragons will be fucking the cars. They'll smash those universes together. Oh, my God. Um... I'm sorry, this movie made $770,000 at the box office, which is a decent amount of money, but not for a movie. <laughs> uh, its budget is purportedly twice the size of the third film's. I don't see budget on here. What was the third film's budget? I can't believe... I've never... Like, I've literally never heard of a movie not making more than a million dollars. Like, because obviously, I guess, like, shitty movies, I don't read about what their box office takes are, but like... So weird. Uh, wow. Um, doesn't say anything. Huh. Uh, Matthew 
Fate Sean stated that Universal wants to keep momentum with the film series, mentioning the possibility of a Dragonheart 5 and saying that he hopes the series will one day lead into a remake of the first film. Don't we all, buddy? Well, yeah, apparently this director was just making, like, TV in Sweden. Wait. I'm sorry. There's more information coming in hard and fast from Wikipedia, Grisha. My brain is not awake enough to really fucking handle it. All right, so blah, blah, blah. They announced that a third film was in the works. The budget... uh, So this is the Wikipedia for the third film. Okay. The budget for the CGI effects work for Drago alone was done on a budget of $7 million. So presumably... The budget was more than $7 million for the third film. Right, right? Does that sound right to you? Yeah, cause, because, you know, you got to pay the actors and stuff. Because budgets can't be negative. The actors aren't bringing money to the set, probably. So that means no. that the budget for Dragonheart 4 was at least $14 million. And it made $9 million. I mean, come on, was this even theaters? What does the term box office mean? That's terrible. I mean, yeah, because I didn't even know it was coming out. I feel like the marketing's to blame. I would have been like, oh, sweet, Dragonheart 4. In a world <laughs> I'm sorry. where dragons and kings are abundant. I, you know, there was none of I that. I clicked on the link for the, for the, you know, the source of this number on Wikipedia, and I've taken to uh, the-numbers.com. Sure, fine. Uh, Dragonheart, Battle for the Heart Fire, 2017. Theatrical performance, domestic box office, zero dollars. <laughs> Home market performance, DVD sales, $375,000. Blu-ray sales, $419,000. Uh, so total estimated domestic video sales, 779000 So, uh, that lost a shit ton of money, apparently. Wow. Wow. Better hope they have a great fucking deal with Netflix production company. I mean, they will now. <laughs> Once they've proven their you know, success. <laughs> Once our listeners <laughs> pile on to this movie <laughs> and watch it end, man. Netflix better be paying them $13 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe they spent that much money on fucking that visual effects for Drago, because that is shitty. Yeah, I think good visual effects cost, like, a super whole lot. I don't know. Maybe they just, like, stitched this movie together with visual effects from the last movie, you know? I mean, that sounds entirely plausible. I feel like the dragon might have actually looked better in the first Dragonheart movie. Probably, dude. They won a fucking... Or won an Oscar? Got nominated for an Oscar? Some shit. I don't know. I remember watching the movie and being like... There's a dragon on screen. You know, but I was like 10 or something. I was. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to remind the listener that you, like most movies we watched as kids, you were just sitting there going, there's a dragon on screen. There's a dragon on screen. I'm like, dude, this is Liar Liar, and we're 14 years old. Um, there's a dragon on screen. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I mean, good. Jim Carrey's kind of an acting dragon. Good luck on the go SATs. On. <laughs> 
That's right, you're a dumbo. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> what, the 90th percentile is a dumbo? To me, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Humble brag. Maximum level. Nope, that's just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, except for the humble part. Humble is for bitches. So, do we possess the courage, the class, uh, the joy de vivre, to go into the rap corner, or... I mean, that's entirely up to you. I mean, like, I personally, A, I need to be, B, I might be about to die, but I'll probably still I'm, say I'm, words for another five minutes if you want me to. I'm pretty much done. We could call it there. Cool, I'm just going to pee on this computer. No, that's not how you do it, Sasha. <laughs> the computer pees on you. This is 2018. <laughs>